The Clary Podcast is brought to you by uh, academiccomposition.com. Go there if you don't want to write your liberal arts papers. Because why would you? Nobody wants to. Even the liberal arts majors don't want to write their papers. They just want to graduate with their degree and then think that they're going to be lucky and score a six-figure government job. But that's not going to happen to them either. Anyway, go to academiccomposition.com and have Alex and his crack team of writing staff write your papers for you. If you want to become a writer, contact Alex as well. He pays by the page at a fair market wage. And he also has marketing positions. We just post ads up on Craigslist. Both jobs are incredibly boring. Both jobs are not going to be rewarding. Both jobs are rewarding only in the financial sense that they pay. And you could do them remotely, uh, even from a beach in Thailand. Uh, we have my Amazon affiliate program. If you shop online through Amazon, well, then why don't you go and give the captain some money? Does it cost you any more? So how, does that ha- how can I give the captain money? And it doesn't cost me any more. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Amazon banner. It's to the right. It's in the right. Don't tell me it's not there. It's there. I just checked it. Click on that banner. Do all your shopping there. And I get a 6 to 7% commission and cut for sending the traffic to Amazon.com. Doesn't cost you a penny more. <clears throat> Rattlerstrap.com. Check out Rattlerstrap.com if you're looking for a durable belt made by an entrepreneur. Uh, made with power paracord. It's what uh, they use in uh, parachutes, the cord that attaches to parachutes. He he makes belts out of those. InvisibleHandFashion.com. Born out of frustration from the inability of idiotic co-workers and a large leftist shithole to understand basic logic, InvisibleHandFashion.com serves up cold hard facts in both snarky and subtle forms on books, not books, sorry, on clothes, shirts, uh, bags, coffee mugs, that type of thing. They're a merch account. And they have a lot of cool shirts with charts and data and economics. They will certainly start a conversation that's assuming people are smart enough to look at them long enough to figure out what the heck that shirt means. Steve Jerky. Go to Facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky. If you are interested in getting some jerky, it's better than the average jerky, a lot better. Um, he's no longer selling it by the gallon. He invested some better equipment, and he now sells it in five-ounce packs. They sell for $10 a piece, plus five bucks shipping. If you buy three or more, he will cover the shipping, that's facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky and businessbuyeradvantage.com. In order to get ahead and take advantage of tax laws and maximize your lifestyle, you need to be in business for yourself. It's faster, cheaper, easier, and less risky to buy an already successful business than it is to try and do a startup. Access tons of free information about how to go and buy and sell a business at businessbuyeradvantage.com. If you like what you see, you could go deeper by taking the Business Buyer Advantage online course. Use the discount code Clary to get a special price. Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. A lot of stupid, a lot of stupid this week, and the old captain's very happy. He's going to hop on his motorcycle, he's going to drive from the Southern Command, he's going to inevitably make his way to the Cascades, we're going to hang out and hike with the great T.J. Martinell, and then after that... The old captain's motorcycle itinerary, 
his schedule, his plan is he's going to go somewhere and he doesn't know when he's getting back. And I'm not going to let the stupidity of this week ruin my my upcoming two to three maybe weeks of meandering around the American North and West, the contiguous United States. I'm not going to let it bother. I'm going to let it bother me now, though. Because, oh, if we had stupid, we had the uh, the Miss America pageant thing. We talked about that on the Older Brother podcast. You can tune into that, olderbrother.com. I got a list somewhere. I'm going to have to consult my phone. But I, <laughs> when it prompts you, when you're like, I got, I have to now podcast. When I read this, a buddy of mine posted this on Facebook. I'm like, okay, we might as well get at least one segment out of the way. CNBC. Outgoing Starbucks chairman Howard Schultz rips Democrats for veering too far left. Says the fucking cocksucker who thought it would be a great idea that when people ordered a cup of coffee at his company, that on the cup it would say, let's have a conversation about race. You... That's fine. That's okay. That's not veering too far left. But the Democrat Party's veering too far left? You're going to criticize them? You know, that's like me criticizing, you know, I got HIV, but at least I don't have AIDS. You know, I'm not like you, horse. How are we going to pay for these things? The outgoing Starbucks chairman who's leaving the door open for a run for president? Yeah, please don't, dude. Just go retire. You, you, again, again. It's predictable. It's stereotypical. You could predict it. You could save a lot of time and efficiency by prejudging and being stereotyping. He's another baby boomer fuck. He's somebody who should just fuck off and die, take his goddamn social security check, and go go golf. Just not at my blue-collar golf clubs, okay? Don't, don't golf where the real people who work real jobs. And don't have this confliction, this hypocrisy, this contradiction within their thinking. <clears throat> Uh, says Democrats are proposing too many expensive policies. Oh, you think? You think? Did you did you look under the hood there, Schultzy baby? Did you did you look at the federal budget? Schultz ripped the notions of single payer health coverage and government backed full employee. Why didn't you donate money to Hillary Clinton, who was before Obama trying to get Hillary Care in? This what is, what is it like having? He's got to be a smart guy. I looked into him a little bit. He, he's not some, some corporate blue blood schmuck that just came in and led Starbucks later. He worked from mailroom to boardroom. This guy has been there since I was a little kid. Uh, he obviously has some real-life, real-world managerial experience. Um, he knows how to run a company. He knows what an income statement looks like. Uh, but but how can you be this smart, this accomplished, this intelligent, even though I completely disagree with you politically, and now you're coming in saying, oh, we, we shouldn't have single-payer health care. Democrats are spending it. Where have you been? A year and a half ago, you were, you were jizzing dollars for Hillary Clinton. What What is this? I must be missing. See, I'm missing a piece of the equation. I'm missing a... A variable in the formula. I'm not connected. Maybe once you get to this high-level CEO of a Fortune 500 company and you donate to the political bigwigs, there's some that would explain this 
outright, blatant, clear, rank, painful, blinding as the sun, contradiction and hypocrisy. But but to us <clears throat> mere mortals there, Mr. Schultz, uh, even rookie observers of political history or politics of today are saying, what the fuck? What are you talking about? This is like Karl Marx saying, hey, wait a minute now. We better leave some room for the private sector. Like, what? Who? It's like Keith Ellison saying, hey, now, I better go get a job in the real world before I decide to run for public. What is, what's, what? I know you're not going to, Schultzy baby ain't going to, he ain't going to come on the Clary podcast. I know that. I'm just, I'm just here in my corner of the internet pointing this out. Oh, like other things, like the dot-com buzzle, the Asian currency crisis, uh, the housing crash, the education bubble. No reason to listen to me over here, especially when this guy wants to run for president. And he asks, how are we going to fix these things? All right, let's read through, read through the article. <clears throat> Get my blood pressure up even more. Many leaders in the Democrat Party are veering too far left and over-promising government programs that are not fiscally possible, Howard Schultz told CNBC on Tuesday. Without naming names, without naming names, but just the entire Democrat Party. I think we got, was it Waltz? Tim Waltz? Is that the guy in Minnesota? He's a conservative Democrat. Maybe, maybe you'll find an old blue collar Democrat that will agree with you. But the Democrats, I think even saw articles when looking up this article where it's like, oh, we have to distance ourselves from Schultz and he shouldn't run for office. All, all journalists, all communists, all like, oh, he's not, he's not advocating you take even more money. Because 40% of the economy isn't enough. Without naming names, Schultz said in a Squawk Box interview, it concerns me that so many voices within the Democrat Party are going so far to the left, said the man who wanted to have a conversation about race. I say to myself, how are we going to pay for these things in terms of things like single payer and people espousing the fact that the government is going to give everyone a job? I don't think that's realistic. I like seeing... But I always like seeing predominantly baby boomer leftists who caused the problem, who set this emotion, and then they're shocked, shocked to find gambling going on in here. Where especially like say Jordan Peterson, who's not of the left, but he is part of academia, and then he caught flack at whatever university he was teaching at because he refused to use uh, fake pronouns. Uh, that was it. Weinstein, uh, the professor over at Evergreen who refused to participate in no white white male day. Um, and they're just shocked that these kids can't... You're shocked that your Frankenstein monster attacked you. You're shocked that when you do not hold your entire constituency, entire generations even, up to the standards of self-self-partation, independence, self-reliance, having a work ethic, you're surprised they turn out to be whiny, parasitic, entitled, worthless fucks? And then that once you've moved Overton's window, once once you move the ball down that far, they want to keep moving it even further. Oh, wait, wait a minute. We're at the I thought we were just gonna be at the ten yard line. Now we're at the twenty. Now you wanna to go to the thirty? Well wait a minute. Well hold on here. When when do you have any objective standards? For economic policy and and, and the pol- uh, political economy and freedom and the freedom of street when do you Say, hey, wait a minute, 40% is enough. Because now now all this, I, I just want to know, what, what's your thought process? 
To you people on the left, what is your thought process? What is your reasoning, your rationalization? I know the vast majority of you don't have one. It's just, yeah, the other people have more money and we should take theirs because they, they got penile and, and white skin and they and they like boobies and then they like vagina. And that's why that's why I'm a pro- I know the, the, the no thinkers. I'm going to say low thinkers. I'm going to say no thinkers. Just pure je- jealous and envy and greed. You want other people's and that that and so you never bother looking up the uh, the the budget because well that would take effort. Why why become educated then? You couldn't live this blissfully ignorant life about finances, about government and public sector finances. You just want hey. Lil Wayne made a song. Oh wow! Uh huh. I what? Vote for Hillary. All right. Yeah, I got my new Air Jordans. Yeah. Okay, Macklemore. You said that George Bush sucks. He does. Yeah. I understand you morons aren't gonna like look at the federal budget ever. You're not going to study economics ever. The answers are too convenient and too easy. And it doesn't take a lot of thinking for you and your precious little, really puny brains to figure, eh, it's other people's fault. Okay, that's good. That makes sense to me. I, I are educated. I have a master's degree in education. I, I is really smart. But when a guy runs a Fortune 1 to 50, I'd demand a Fortune 100 maybe at least. He comes along and, and then he says, hey, wait a minute, this is too much. Where have you been? You professors that are shocked that, that your little fucking, your little Eichmanns, in the more accurate political sense, these little Eichmanns that you've brought up, you're surprised they're little Eichmanns? You're, where did you think this whole socialism, leftism, communism, free shit for everyone, no toiling, no strife, no suffering, no challenge, no... no um, Discrimination, I don't mean in a, in a political sense, but you have, to, you have to discriminate between choices, decision-making, sacrifice, opportunity costs, challenge, uh, 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 hurdles, strength training of the mind, body, spirit, and soul, and work ethic. Once you wiped it off, what did you think they were going to become? Have you never dated a prissy little white girl from the suburbs where daddy took care of everything? Have you not? They had them in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. I dated many of them, unfortunately. I, am, I was acutely aware of what happens when you give little spoiled rotten children everything. They become insufferable bints, male and female. And you think, well, the, the, the check comes from the government, so it's okay now. Little Susie's going to be just all right with her women's studies degree. Now you're shocked that they're turning on you, looking for more reason to be victim whores? I'm oppressed. I need Z and Zero. I got the ADHD, Asperger's, autisms, the snots. I got the snotisms. I got the Aspergers. I got the pergy asses. I got the bipolars. I got the tripolars. I have the quadruplex polars. I need money. I can't re- Oh, I got the dyslexias. I, 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 I typed in tie instead of it. I Give me government money. You guys, and then, oh, the Democrats are going too far. That's how the Democrats get their money. Is they gotta, That's the problem the Democrats face. It's never enough for their ever-parasitic and quite literally obese constituents. Do you not notice how poor people tend to be obese because they lack any discipline or self-control? They just stuff their faces? Have you been to a Walmart? 
So the Democrats have to up the game. There's always got to be more, got to be more, got to be more. Oh, you're pressed this way. Oh, you're pressed this way. It never ends. And that's because you Democrats failed to have, you, you quote fiscally conservative Democrats, you're saying you failed to adhere to objective standards. Okay, fine. I understand you're going to major in the liberal arts. It's going to be hard. But you know what? You're still going to have to work for a living. You guys, you guys dispense with that. You dispense with any kind of le- logic, reason, insanity. You, you completely untethered these people's minds from the demands of the real world. And now you got this veritably insane generation of millennials that are now truly wa- lost wandering in the desert. And by the way, it is hilarious and fun watching them suffer because they knew everything five, ten years ago. Now, now they're wandering in the desert. What do you think Gen Z is going to do? I know, I know, Forney and Vox Day and some other people think that, that Gen Z is going to say, don't, they're not, they're not. They, they've received more indoctrination and brainwashing than anybody else. But what did, what did you think, Schultz? What did you think about, we're going we're gonna to shut down, oh my God, oh my God, two black guys who were probably loitering, we had every right to like kick them out, oh my God, okay, you know, I'll mentor you, and I, and okay, and I'll do whatever I can, because I'm a pussy little white man, and I just don't want to offend, I don't want to be called a racist, oh my God, I'm going to set up a, a leadership program, we're going to shut them all down. Wait, what? Where were you? What did you think? What did you think was going to happen? And now, now what's going to Hang on, let me see. Because Schultz, now he, remember, he wants to be president of the United States, but he doesn't want to be objective. Starbucks homeless bathrooms. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Here it is. Starbucks gets drawn on the Los Angeles homeless crisis. Starbucks bathrooms and free Wi-Fi are precious commodities for most city dwellers. They're perhaps the most valuable to the homeless, which have become quite a dilemma for the 400 Starbucks locations in Los Angeles. NPR looked at all sides of this problem. Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure good old NPR. Where did I hear about someone was complaining that Trump, Trump's got some new spokesperson that's going to be broadcasting from the Trump Plaza or Trump Hotel. And they're saying, this is basically state media. I want to say, everyone email me, oh, you mean like NPR? And NPR and TPR, Tennessee Public Radio, and WPR, Wisconsin, you mean like that? Uh, which puts Starbucks in the center of Ellie's homeless problem. Right? This is not possible. This is fake news. You know how I know it's fake news? Because there is no homeless in California because you guys voted all the right way. From the perspective of the homeless, 44,000 in L.A., Starbucks is a safe place to go after homeless shelters kick everybody out in the morning. and has clean bathrooms as well as a place to charge phones and connect to the internet. How do you have phones before the library is open at 10 a.m.? Unfortunately, that means extra work for the employees. A lot of the homeless people that do tend to come in and they will buy a cup of coffee. They will use the restroom as their shower time. Former Starbucks supervisor Lester Monzon told NPR they'll take off the shirts, they'll bathe themselves, when they leave, the whole bathroom is just completely destroyed. <laughs> that, this is fake news because the homeless are good leftist parasitic people, just like the people that voted in the leftists that put in those policies. You, they're not, and they don't stink up. You guys are just being very bigoted against the, against the uh, lodging oppressed. Oh, all right, going back to the CNBC article. Uh, I think we got to get away from these falsehoods and start talking about the truth and not false promises, said Schultz. What? 
I'm not saying this because I'm partisan or I'm a Republican or I hate the left. I'm I'm asking you, Mr. Schultz, who's not listening, but people are left. What has the Democrat Party done aside from that? And and you think this is going to turn on a dime? The entire Democrat voting population, not to mention the entire U.S. population, if you independently think, have been fed nothing but a diet of falsehoods and false promises. All financed with government spending, all financed with debt spending. Where have you been? He wants to run for president. Whose Monday announcement that he's stepping down as executive chairman of Starbucks is driving speculation that he may make a run for the president 2020 election during the 2016 race for Democratic presidential nomination against Hillary Clinton, Senator Bernie Sanders, who described himself as a Democratic Socialist, supported a single-payer Medicare for All policy on health care and other policies that his critics said would be impossible to pay for. <clears throat> I think the greatest threat domestically to the country is the $21 trillion debt hanging over the cloud of America and future generations, Schultz said. I just want to punch him. Maybe not punch him, but slap him across the face and say, where the fuck were you? I have multiple articles, multiple research out there showing that 65% of the national debt has been caused by all these social programs and welfare and Medicare and Medicaid and all that. It's not the military. It's the military. You idiots who think the military takes 75% of the budget. It doesn't. It takes about a quarter of the budget. And then actual governing entities, actual government only takes 10%. The rest, more or less, you take out VA, you could argue that goes into the, I think that's like another 11 or 12%. Um, it, the rest of it is just giving other people other people's money. That's really all it is. And when you consider that half of all federal employment and their their labor budgets is make work government programs anyway you could argue that's welfare so you could maybe tack on another five percent or so so you're talking about 70 75 percent of the federal budget at least federal probably the same for state goes to pay for other people's shit that they're too damn lazy to work for don't tell me they're oppressed and then it shut the fuck up i'll just shut the fuck up that's such a fucking old bullshit line i've been hearing that since i was like seven didn't even know God, I hate the boomers. The only way we're going to get rid of that is we've got to grow the economy. In my view, 4% or greater. Really? So so you're the first Democrat I've ever heard of that thinks the economy can grow at more than 4%. This is interesting. This is very interesting. I would say, no, that's not the only way. You could cut spending. It's possible. The old Claremeister has a budget idea. And I would, you know, I'm president, I'm king. Say we're cutting the budget, uh, welfare budget, by 10% every year while I'm in office. And if I'm here for eight years, that means an 8% reduction. So every 10 years, you could expect 10% of your money to go away. So you better get a job. You better do fucking something. Is there going to be pro... No, no, you're going to suffer. You're going to become an amazing person like me. That is, you will endure, you will suffer, you will strive, you will turn into steel, and then you will actually become a powerful man or woman. You won't be the sad sack of fucking government-collecting, waddling shit that you all are today, watching your fucking Jerry Springer, your rap videos, your fucking outlawed country videos, and then while I don't know what the fuck you people do during the day. I really don't. Watch the, hey, you want exciting careers at culinary school? Well, come to the, come to the ass-fuck school of culinary arts where you can go ahead and, and you can cook food for your people. Wait, I like, I eat food. 
I, I like. I think that'd be cool. It'd be a, look how fun that guy's having. Oh, I could, I could cook at a five-star restaurant. I could do that because it says on the daytime television commercial I could do that. Oh, okay. I'll go to the strip mall where the culinary school is located, and I'll take some of Aaron's uh, taxpayer-guaranteed money in the form of a student loan for thirty-seven thousand dollars. They teach me how to make fish. That's every fucking culinary school child student ever. All the all the real chefs that I know went to culinary school for like a year, said fuck this, and then went out on their own. Wow. In my view, 4% are greater, and then we have to go after entitlements. Who the fuck is this guy? Dude, if if you're honest about this, I'll vote for you. That's more than the Republicans ever did, although I have a feeling you're just going to jack taxes up. President Donald Trump has made economic growth <clears throat> of more than 3% the goal post for success of his economic policies, such as tax reform, cutting business regulations, and economic agenda aspirations, including getting rid of Obamacare and bringing what he calls a level playing field on trade and the global marketplace. Schultz, a frequent critic of Trump, who also served two stints as CEO of Starbucks, is credited as a pioneer in creating an atmosphere of corporate social responsibility. Yeah, it's really, that's really working out for him now, isn't it? He sought to balance the need for public companies to make profits against policies that benefit the well-being of society as a whole. Well, that's pretty freaking easy when you're making coffee, dude. I like to see it like when you're making a chemical that everybody... Yeah, plastics. I like to see you be corporately socially responsible when you got to make plastics. Corporate social responsibility has recently become a hot topic in boardrooms around the nation because nobody has any new ideas, and that's what they teach in MBA school. I'm kidding. After BlackRock chief Larry Fink... In January, he sent a letter to the CEOs of the world's largest publicly companies calling them to help improve society or risk losing support from BlackRock, the world's largest investment company with more than $6 trillion in assets under. Go fuck yourself, Larry. Go fuck yourself. Make some goddamn products. Sell Timmy at a good price. Hey, and you know what? Pay your employees a fair wage. But you know what? That kind of solves itself in the labor market. If you don't pay them enough, you won't have employees. Oh. And employees, I, I, I'm all for you guys unionizing against these corporate cocksuckers. Don't think I'm some big corporate guy. I work for them. Remember, I hate them probably more than you do. There's so many of the government fucking... Co- and do you think corporations are really... Look, I, I'll point it out again because this just gets tiring. Uh, if corporations really cared about their employees, if they really cared about being socially responsible, every one of these corporate cocksucking motherfuckers would immediately start implementing a work-from-home program. They would allow you guys to telecommute so you wouldn't be polluting the environment, you wouldn't be clogging up the roads, you'd be spending more time with your children and your family. And, oh, by the way, you might have some health benefits of, like, sleeping in a little bit more and not being so stressed out. So I want to hear, I don't want to hear Larry fucking Fink tell me about corporate social responsibility. Six trillion in assets under management. I should probably do a clearer test on this asshole. <clears throat> in CNBC's interview to Tuesday, Schultz, who supported Clinton in the 2016 election, addressed his future beyond Starbucks. Oh, great. What are you going to do? There's a lot of things I can do as a private citizen other than run for the presidency of the United States, he says. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, why, why don't you go play some golf? Because if you're going to change your mind that quickly, I can imagine once you get elected, hey, you know what I said about cutting entitlements? And being fiscally responsible and asking if things are... Fe- yeah, fuck that. Yeah, you know what? Marx was right. So that's why I've instructed the U.S. military to confiscate all private property 
of corporations and people and give it to the to the more deserving and the poor because I, I like the corporate social responsibility thing this week. Oh, so that's it. Oh, what we got for sponsors? Hang on, let's get the sponsors out of the way. I really don't like doing sponsors. Well, you could record it and then have it... I know, I know. I'm going to slowly be <clears throat> getting rid of sponsors because it's... I'll take them, but it's it's not really because it's it's worth it. But I gotta track it. Oh, this guy did. Um, we've already done that. Into so pa 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 pa. There's the thumb drive of the Clary archives. If you want, I might put them on a thumb drive. You get a free thumb drive if you pay the thirty five bucks, which really means it isn't free. But you get all the podcasts on one convenient thumb drive, so you don't have to download them, listen to them there. Uh, the Clary podcast is sponsored by King Ca- Kingscastle.com. Check those guys out. They're one of the latest and greatest uh, websites in the Manosphere. Same thing with mtfunow.com. MTFU now means manthefuckupnow.com. Nice to see a bunch of young men realizing they've been lied to. Um, it's nice to see millennial boys and Gen Z girls waking the fuck up and saying, nope. That's one thing we can at least say that, you know. When those of us truly independent-minded Gen Zers, the rest of you assholes that believe in the fucking global warming and the ozone hole, and they're just tearing down the forests, well, yeah, I should, I should totally sacrifice my family for for my career because my parents did that. We didn't learn anything from them getting divorced because we're Gen Xers, which is so intelligent. And and most of you guys have will have the same piss poor legacy that your baby boomer parents have, but there's a group of us. They've inspired young people like a kingscastle.com and mtfunow.com. These young boys, they're not going to suffer anywhere near as much as we did. Oh, my God. They're going to have so much easier lives. But I, I, that's the paradox and the irony. One of these days I'll write about an article about wisdom at Return of Kings. But you, you guys don't... It's not that you, you are ungrateful. You're, you are grateful but you have no idea how grateful you should be. You have no idea the hell. And that's the thing is I, I wish you could kind of live it a little bit. Or maybe maybe you guys could kind of see that with your friends. Like, because you see your soy boy friends and the hell that they're going through and the bullshit and the crap. Um, and you're sidestepping that. You're not stepping on the landmine. So maybe you guys do know the wisdom we're trying to give to you and you appreciate it. Because that was the thing, that, the, the problem that we faced is well, one, we were never given good advice. No one, no one ever led uh, our generation worth a damn. No one told us. If any, it was the same scripted slide. Oh, women are one in feminism, and women are equal. Women, women, women. Okay, all right, God. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it. Start treating them like guys. Wait a minute, they still want to be treated like women. Oh, but if we treat them like that, then we're sexist. What the fuck? Um. But yeah, you guys. Uh, it's just good to see you guys are. Awake. It's good to see you're woke, as the youth say of America today, that you're woke because you're going to save yourself so much pain and energy. Uh, and of course, you're going to think, well, is this standard? This is why, because you hadn't suffered, you know? It's like, Aaron, how, how, how lucky do you know that you weren't part of a, a Jewish concentration camp? I don't. I can't. I can read as many books as I want, watch as, as much Schindler List or whatever the show was that, that showed the concentration camps. I'll have no, because I never lived it. I never lived it. And I will never appreciate to the level that I should not being unfairly imprisoned or or killed or murdered or genocided. Not that 
this is that bad, but you could say on a soul level, on an intellectual level, on a mental level, you could almost say there there was a genocide of sorts. Not to sound like a social justice warrior, a complete victim, but there was certainly a killing of a generation's worth of a soul. Certainly with the millennials. The millennials, their souls were sucked dry long ago. Long ago. Um, but there's no way you can appreciate not living in Soviet Russia, not living in North Korea. You just haven't lived it. And I think you guys can kind of see what that life was like before the internet. And especially just, God, we were young, just getting sent out to the killing fields. Yeah, go over and do this and do that. Everything will be all right. And then you're just fucked. And that was, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't know what was worse, the actual pain and agony or the confusion. Like, I didn't, what? I did everything. And then like when things weren't going out and you're like, and then you ask yourself the question, what the hell have I been doing this entire time? Almost 25 years, of course, session, almost my entire youth. What the fuck was I doing? You said to do this and everything, would, and didn't. So what the fuck was this about? And then, and then the, the baby boomers communally just like shrugged their shoulders. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're not trying or yeah. We're too busy getting divorced and like, uh, you know, 50's the new 40. I don't know. Yeah. Wah, 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 bang. DT will like that one. And it's like, oh, I see you guys are going to be a great help. We're going to have to figure this out on our own. Thank, and we did. By God, we did. Now, admittedly, with the help of the internet, but in a decade, we reconstituted, we rediscovered, re-philosophized, and rebuilt all the lost wisdom that those 70s feminists and the baby boomers feminists beat the shit out of the baby boomer men and was certainly not passed on to us. You know what a quick turnaround time that is? I mean, I know it's not mainstream. I know that not every, I mean, what, less than 10% of the, the population of Millennial, you can even say Gen Xers and younger are woke. You can say less than ten, but at least that's ten percent more than what it was before the internet. Ten percent more, at least it's out there. At least the truth is out there. Or you could even say an alternative theory, a different idea. It's out there and it cannot be stopped. And we're finding people every day. We're turning them around. And I suppose maybe we're expecting too quick a results. You know, it's roughly 10 years, red pill minister thing's been going on. And I'd say we got about 10%. Well, what if it's a percent a year? By the time we're dead, we're going to have half the population. Then it's unavoidable. Then it's almost like that's that's a movement unto itself. So if you, you know, well, let's see, I got, it's 10% now. I got maybe 35 years left. So it'd be 45%, a percent a year of the population. Young boys finally getting woke up to this shit. No more mainstream media. Oh, sure, they, they got you for eight hours a day, but we got you for six. And hell, you ain't paying attention to your teachers half the time. That's the great thing about public schools. I know they try and indoctrinate the kids, but the smart ones just tune out. They just tune out because they're too damn smart. The weirdos, the freaks, the, the psychopaths, the ones that become tyrants are those kids that like school. I like school. You like indoctrination? You like prison? What the fuck is wrong with you? You like being told what to think and what to do all the time? Who the fuck are you? Get your ass to fucking North Korea. I just, I just like school. I'm going to get along with their teacher. Oh, God. That lack of self-instinct to know, not know. 
the, you know, like, you, you always knew, oh, that guy with the beady eyes and kind of the brown overcoat, you know, that guy's, that's not right. See, I get creepy vibes as a kid from that guy. I think he's a pedophile, but we didn't know what pedophile was. We are like, hey, he's weird. But then, some, especially the girls, the girls just punch kiss asses in grade school. I like school. I, I just like school so much. And they're like, yeah, you don't have a good warning system, do you? Maybe that's what ends up happening is a lot of these gals, they can't identify evil early on in school. And uh, and they think their teachers are the greatest thing ever. And then when they get older, they can't identify uh, evil when they're uh, young women. And then they date just, you know, abusive douchebag assholes. I don't mean alpha males who are different and aloof and kind of maybe put them in their place. Not physically, but, you know, like, hey, you're going to knock that off or there's the door and you can go to hell. But I'm talking like actual evil guys that mentally and physically abuse them. Like mean people, mean, malicious people. Not indifferent assholes who like have standards and principles. And they, they can't they can't identify it. They just can't identify it. They like school. And I like, I like, what was a bad guy's name? Lance. I never met a guy named Lance back in the 80s or 90s that wasn't a prick. Wasn't a complete ad, Lance. <clears throat> What are you, like the fucking pole from the medieval days when people would joust? Hey, it's Lance. Always some guy. The only cool guy named Lance was from Voltron. He was one of the pilots. I think he piloted the Red Lion. Okay, Lance was cool. All right, but that was a fictional character. Every Lance in the real world was some mullet-wearing douchebag who, like, his dad and mom would, yeah, they'd ride motocross. And even there's nothing wrong with that, but you know the type. They'd ride motocross... Kid probably started drinking at the age of 14. Smoked cigarettes at 15. Always had a black death metal shirt on. Wanted, I thought Guns N' Roses was a great band. It just just always would want to pick a fight with you. Just, it just Oh, I hated people. And see, the thing is, there was no individual guy named Lance that ever wanted to pick a fight with me. It's not like I'm picking out one. Every guy named Lance when I was younger, back in the 80s, you're just like, yeah, you're, 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 you're a piece of shit. You're just a piece of shit. Watch, there's somebody else podcasting now who's like, you know what, I never met a guy called Aaron that I like. Every guy named Aaron was a real douche. You know, I never trust a guy named Aaron. You show me a guy named Aaron, I bet he's one of those short, skinny fucks back in the 80s who didn't like guys named Lance. <laughs> anyway, uh, kingscastle.com and mtfunow.com. Glad to see that uh, you're the 10% and growing. And growing, and that uh, we don't have to worry about that shit. Well, so we got King's Castle. Uh, we got my Patreon account. Nose hairs trimmers. You can go to my Amazon affiliate program. Go to um, Captain Capitalism at blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. It's off to the right. It's got a little shopping cart there. It says Amazon. And do all your online shopping there today. Aaron, what should I get? Well, I always recommend you get nose hairs trimmers, both men and women. Because trust you me, you're going to want them and use them some of their best money. Uh, another thing that I along the lines of, like, bang for your buck, like, everybody must get this. Uh, trickle charger. Get an extension cord and a trickle charger. That is absolutely a must for you men out there. I'd say women, too, but I've given up on you women actually, like, doing your own auto repairs and actually being equal to men instead of just clamoring for it. So until you all become Jesse Pricey, baby, where you're actually working on the oil rigs and fixing pumps and being a real woman, I'm just going to assume you're all going to major in child psychology and you wouldn't know which end goes where, positive or negative, when you're trying to trickle charge your battery. You wouldn't even be able to find your battery in the car. 
And if you think that's sexist, go fuck yourself because it's true. Most of you don't even know how to pop the goddamn hood in your car, let alone find the goddamn battery, let alone know how to put the, the nodes together on the, with the trickle charger and charge up your battery. Is that what it does? Does it trickle? Does the electricity trickle down? Do I hold it up so it trickles down? Hmm, I'm in a follow mood. Anyway, so you can get your nose hairs trimmers and trickle charger at the Amazon affiliate program. And ladies, if you would like to learn automotive repair, you can do that just like the rest of us guys had to do, not from our fathers, but from YouTube. (laughs) Then we have my books that everybody would be very wise to buy depending on where you are in life. Reconnaissance, man, that makes a great graduation gift. That makes a great gift if you did. It makes a great gift to yourself if you don't know where you are in your life right now and you'd like to maybe explore and find a different place to live within the country. The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty obviously has a very targeted demographic on this one. You are black, you are male, you're poor, and you would like to not be poor no more. So be poor no more. Go get The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. You can find that available on Amazon, uh, at Amazon in paperback and Kindle. Batch of Pad Economics, that is the must. That is the flagship book that everybody keeps on buying. That one's making me a lot of money. Many thanks to the world-class bullshitters. Speaking of which, by the way, if you're looking to advertise on a, on a podcast, contact the world-class bullshitters. Um, Jeff runs a good outfit over there, and I, I will always promote people that get back to me and have, even if we don't strike business, if you have professional decorum and a little bit of business hustle that you get back, same thing was at uh, Jimmy Glazoff. I emailed him. I'm like, I don't know if this guy's going to Dude emailed me back in like, four hours I'm like okay I think I, this is awesome I'm definitely going to plug him even though we may not end up doing business I'm still going to plug him because that's a rare that's a rare trait uh, worthless today uh, not today June this month is worthless degree awareness month uh, we could end the scourge of worthless degrees and the higher education scam tomorrow if we wanted to but uh, that's going to take a lot of doing Maybe we're turning that around too. I guess I shouldn't be so hard on it. Just because my book isn't number one, like it should be every June, we are saving thousands, literally thousands of kids' lives uh, every year. A good, a good. How many do I sell? Yeah, about about two thousand a year. I sell of worthless, so that's pretty good. Enjoy the decline, accepting living with the death of the United States. I know you guys love the Trump and fewer. You think he is the second coming of Christ? He is not. So do not worry, the fundamentals are still bad. I'll let you know when the fundamentals turn good. Like when we start kicking out people who are not American citizens out of our country, and we start having voting ID laws, and we, when we do those basic things to maintain the sovereignty of a nation, then I might, I might change my mind. Poor Richard's retirement, that's for everybody who doesn't have enough money saved up for retirement. So that means everybody, all 320 million Americans in the country should be buying my book, as well as everybody overseas in Western nations where you may have to do some calculations to adjust for the euro or the pound. But don't worry, everything's great over there in socialist Europe, so you guys don't have to worry about retirement. Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. Two books by our good friend Adam Piggott, who's over in, uh, in Europe. Moved to Europe, bought a house. He's moving in. That's nice to hear. And it's on the lake. He's, he showed me a picture. He's like, oh, yeah, this is, this is me by my house. I'm like, are you in a lake? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe we will come visit. <laughs> So uh, check him out and also check out his website, also by the name pushingrubberdownhill.com. 
He has a, a blog, but then he also has uh, his podcast there, books and everything. Everything is centralized and located there. Carrie Lutz's uh, Viral Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, get that book. It's a must-read, Viral Podcasting. And hold on to it because it's also an instruction manual. But check out his show over at FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Glorious Carl's book, Trade the Ratio. Uh, Rolo Tomasi's book, uh, Positive Masculinity. And also check out his website, TapWhiskey.com. I'm going to go visit Rolo on my motorcycle. I'm going to meet the great Rolo Tomasi. He says, I got I to gotta do a promotion thing. <sighs> it's 7.30. So you think you can get here by that time? I'm doing the math. Like, I, I should be able to get there by that time. And I did the math. I'm like, oh, I got to wake up in the morning. Who wants to get up? Nobody wants to get up in the morning. Morning. Oh, my God. Who wants to get up in the morning? Uh, Jacob's Adult Playground. Com. I had a cigar with him last night. Let me pull up his site. He says, I don't really plug the site no more as much as I do my YouTube channel. Let's do... Let's try and find it here. Jacob's Adult Playground Las Vegas. Jacob's Adult Playground. Oh, yeah, just search Jacob's Adult Playground. Ah, there's this ugly mug. There he is. <laughs> what do we got here? Holy shit, look at him go. He's got one video that's got 188,000 views. Las Vegas Stories, entitled Girl, gets owned by reality. 90,000 views. Oh, there he is by the Delano, or Delano. Las Vegas Strip Clubs, interviews with Rihanna Bottle Service Girl. Well, that'd be, yeah, he's got some interesting shit going on there. Um, definitely check out his website and his channel before you come to Vegas because he'll save you a lot of money. Oh, man, look at the cans on her. Hey, now. Um, definitely talk to him because Vegas is designed to take your money. He will help you make your dollar go much further uh, than than it normally would. So definitely worth checking out. Plus, this, that was the problem. I was talking to him last night, and it's... Uh, <clears throat> He's like, did you watch this video? I'm like, no, dude, I don't have time. And he's like, yeah, I don't have time either. And, and it's kind of like we're, we're two chefs who are so busy making meals, we don't have time to sample other chefs' meals. And when the time, when you're done eating your own damn meal, you're kind of like, yeah, you know what? I just don't even want to be in a kitchen no more. He's like, hey, hey, you want to golf? You, you want to go gamble? You want to do anything but talk about YouTube? Or yeah, it's, it's like, no, I don't want to watch more videos. I really don't. I made too many already today. Uh, but I gotta... God darn it. I gotta... Him and O'Shea. The The problem with riding the motorcycle is you really can't listen to podcasts. But when I go in my, my truck or my car, then I just binge on O'Shea. Maybe I can add this... Uh, add Jacob to the list. How long are these? Eight, one, one. Oh, these are pretty short. You binge through a ton of them. Where is he in that video? Where is he? I'm getting to know Vegas well enough. I can kind of tell where people are based on the picture, but I don't know where he is on that one. That looks like a fake backdrop. Don't know where that is. Wait, is that the Gold Coast? No, that's not the Gold Coast. There's the stratosphere. All right, all right, that's enough plugging. Fuck Jacob. Fuck Jacob. Jacob never plugged. He probably did plug me. Yeah, seriously, check it out. JacobsAdultPlayground.com or just search it on YouTube. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you can. It's uh, $50 a week. I'm sorry, $50 a month. 
Chad Hawkins would like to take on more clients, but he's such a successful CPA that he's busy. He's not taking on any more clients. I just like to bust his balls a little bit and like, hey, look at Chad Hawkins. He's he's too good for us now. He's too good for you. Uh, did you want to have Chad like uh, be your CPA? Too late. Too late. Mm-mm. You should have said yes to him when he asked you to prom, and you girls turned him down. Now he's just too busy. Chad Elkins, the world's busiest CPA. Uh, then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. A couple of these guys I've already mentioned. World-class bullshitters, 405 Media, Obsidian Radio, FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com, Silvio Canto, spelled C-A-N-T-O, Canto Talk, you can find that on blogtalkradio.com, Tom Likas' show, you guys all know him, blowmeuptom.com, Economic Invincibility, very shrewd economic analysis and political commentary, a little bit dry, but I kind of like him. He's, he's basically the young Ben Stein, the new Ben Stein. Small Scale Life with my buddy uh, Tom and tjmartinell.com. Also, finally, check out uh, jimfear138.blogspot.com, jimfear138.blogspot.com. And then uh, our resident science fiction author, Michael Kingswood. Uh, you could find him at, uh, well, just search Michael Kingswood. I think it's michaelkingswood.podcast.com slash rss or something like that you could find them and then oh actually you could go to noncommunistsciencefiction.com and that will direct you directly to his site uh, and that is it for the sponsors now listen man I like the news you guys like the news alright many of you sent this to me and I won't lie um <clears throat> Let me explain to you what's really happening here. Let me explain it this way. The author of this article I invited to have on the podcast. I was being very genuine and sincere. And the reason I want... Her name's Jillian Bierman. Bierman? Bierman? And the reason I wanted to have her on the show is I... I get sick and tired of spinning my wheels. I know what's happening. I know the dangers and threats of worthless degrees. I know how it dis- actually does disproportionately affect women and not in the ways that this article is going to highlight, uh, but more in terms of, of wasted time, wasted resources, energy, uh, a complete destruction of one's life. But I was trying to figure out, do women themselves know? You know, feminists, art- journalists in the media, news media, all these girls out there, they write for the XOJ. In other words... If we really boil down worthless degrees and what's in the best interest of women, wouldn't we be able to convince some of these women who are predominantly on the left, but let's say it's it's feminist, would we not be able to convince them that you can't just treat college generally as one whole entity, you have to address what women are studying. And that if we were to be honest with ourselves and we truly had the best interests of women at heart, would we not say, hey, hey, you know, we've been trying this whole uh, women make less in the wage gap because of sexism thing for quite some time. We haven't really closed the wage gap. Maybe there's some other things we can do that are simpler solutions that would really close the wage gap and therefore be in the best interests of women. And the problem with the paradox that I was facing is that these gals actually seem to believe that it's always sexism, it's always discrimination, it's the glass ceiling, when there is this painfully obvious other explanation that if they would, even if they, they, they could, they're not even being asked to give up, hey, sexism. 
We're not even asking them to do that. We're asking them, hey, there might be another cause for these symptoms. There could be two diseases. You're fine. All right, you know what? There's sexism. Let's just let you have that one. Let's just let you have Okay, fine. You're oppressed. Men treat you poorly daily. It's really tough. Oh, my God. The horrors of not having to be a lineman or an oil worker or be drafted and shot and die in a desert or a jungle. Fine. Feminine, I'm sorry. Sexism is very real. Do you, are you not plagued by another problem? And that is worthless degrees? Is, are you not harmed going to college for four? More often in women's case, because now they're being celebrated as, oh, they're the majority of grad students, six to eight years of college, and the quarter million dollar price tag that comes with it, and then the degree doesn't do anything for you financially or economically. And, and now you are crippled at least, at least a decade and then heaven help you if you wanted to have a kid and raise a family because you're too old. And it's it's not necessarily too late to have kids, but now you're going to be in a rush. I mean, take take away all the politics, take away all the right wing politics, take away all the libertarian politics, take away all the free market economics, take away any constructive criticism of women that you might have, and just look at it in terms of pure benefit for women. Does it benefit women that we lie to them about the veracity, value, and utility of their degrees, not to mention whether it's worth the price? And so from that approach, like a true journalist or, or, or interviewer, like, like, okay, I wanted to interview Jillian Behrman. I want to say, you got to explain this to me. I was going to ask the questions. I wasn't even going to talk. I, I was just be, like, so I understand what perspective these girls are coming from where you have a genuine and real and threatening crisis, which now, if you look at the numbers, is on par with the housing crisis or the housing bubble. And it disproport. It does. It disproportionately affects women. It disproportionately affects minorities. Here's one instance that they actually are victims. So I thought, okay, help me understand why it's always sexism. Why no one is pointing out the emperor has no clothes or at least admitting to the potential chance that there's there's a chance that women major in worthless degrees, disproportionately speaking. And that that might be an issue and that this is harming them. So I wanted to say, what what am I missing? Am I missing some other information or line of thought or, or, or philosophy or paradigm help me understand because i want to understand why women just rank and file like sheep and lemmings it's oppression it's sexism we're victims and and uh now now and oh by the way brag we're the most educated group of women ever oh but now we're going to complain about student debts so i'm kind of tired i'm kind of defeated i wanted to advance i wanted to do something different but she didn't contact me back she, I'm going to tag her in this video. I'm going to send it to her because I do want to have it. It won't even be a discussion. She will have the floor. All I want is to understand. That's it. Not say I'm going to agree, and I'm certainly not going to be impolite. I would be very professional. I would simply ask questions. And I just all I want to get is to, to understand their position, have it stated clearly. So instead of me just going on the internets again and bitching and whining about all these women and this and that and that, because we've, we've done that. I've been doing that, what, Worthless is coming up on <clears throat> seven years old now? Seven years old is Worthless. 
Have we prevented the the education? But no, it's just gotten worse. Have we prevented women from? You know, have we gotten women to go into STEM and engineering? No, it's a, so I have failed in that one regard. Of course, blaming people's indoctrination and sheepish like behaviors is not really. But uh, yeah, there's, there's this little piece in the old Clairmeister's brain, not heart brain, where it's like, okay, before I die, I would just like to get younger people. Women as well, uh, not disparate, but just younger people to realize just what a scam and, and a lie. And they, okay, they don't even have to believe it's a scam or a lie. The risks. Can I get them to assess the risks of wasting 48 years of their lives? And, and oftentimes, a case, a quarter million dollars. Heck, we had the guy that had a million dollars in student loans on degrees that just don't pay off. So I'm going to read through this again. I'm going to read through it again. It's not going to change anything. Thankfully, the comment sections below uh, indicate that the rest of the world is aware that women are majoring in worthless degrees, and that's why they have more student loan debt because it's easier to, you know, you can go in, in uh, higher numbers in the liberal arts than you can in engineering. Because here's the here, let me let me draw the conclusion before I go through this <clears throat> this article here. Let me close this line of thought with this because if uh, Jillian Bierman and other women and men on, on I even hate to say the left side but on the feminist side of the education debate if they're not willing to come in and explain to me not have a debate not discuss or talk just just simply give me their point of view if they're not willing to do that they're not even willing to come out and explain why they think this way then I am going to be forced to conclude that they damn well know these degrees are easier. They damn well know what they're doing. And they're basically pariahs, parasites, and thieves. Conscious ones. Which means I'm accusing them of evil. Conscious evil. I understand naivete. I understand totally being brainwashed. The millennials were totally brainwashed. And they went in sheep, hook, line, sinker, and lemmings all at the same shot, off the cliff, taking the hook, line, and sinker at the same time as they're fishing for lemmings as they went off the cliff. Uh... I understand, but when you are trying to actually help out half the population who are in desperate need of it, you're offering an olive branch, and then women on the feminist side of the education debate won't even come and talk to you, won't even state their position, then it indicates, I'm forced to conclude, you women know damn well what you're doing, and men, you people know damn well what you're doing, you know these are worthless degrees, you're all just lazy, you don't want to work hard, and you want to have creative mate work government programs to create jobs so you can, what, have, have satiated egos? How can you possibly have pride in a job that was created that no one wants? Nobody likes the Chicago toll takers, the toll booth operators. That should have been automated years ago. Oh, but there they still are because we're a union. We got to keep the Yaludite jobs. Don't you feel bad that you're essentially parasiting off of taxpayers and the rest of society with these make-work government jobs and the nonprofit that no one's ever wanted or asked? Yeah, and we got an entire... You're getting your educations paid for. You're going to want to be bailed out like the bankers. And then on top of that, on top of that, not only did the taxpayers pay you for what is essentially a hobby and a very boring, dry, dull one and hate-filled one at that... Uh, you're not now. We got to create jobs for you that don't serve or provide any value to society. How spoiled are you? 
and not only spoiled, evil. And don't tell me you're oppressed. It's vile, it's disgusting, it's evil, it's malicious, and it's, it's, it's condescending. You think you're better than other people because you're too good to work a lineman job. You're too good to work the oil fields. You're, why, you're precious little princesses and you should just be able to go to school for free and you should study what you want and the world should bend your will so that you don't have to break a nail doing anything. So, Jill Beerman, I'm tagging you in this. I'm going to text you, Facebook. You have every right to come on here and prove me wrong and I hope you do. I hope there's something I'm missing. I hope there's something about the higher education bubble and how it disproportionately harms women. I hope there's something I'm missing. Because coming up now on 20 years of we got to close the wage gap, women are oppressed, oh, now we're victims in this regard, da, 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 da. no, I'm done. I'm done going through, hearing about how bad women have it. When, it, 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 when does it end? When, when does it get better? Because I'm trying to make it better. I'm trying to make it tangibly better provably better you don't even have to agree with me all I want to know is to understand if you can't do that I'm sorry I'm concluding that Jillian's evil I'm concluding that all the feminists are evil you're not misled I'm done with this misled stuff I'm done with oh it's just a difference of it no you damn well know what you're doing it's a racket and you're you're faking the victim so you can keep getting more gimme dads And, and it, it's sad because it's a lot like the rape debate, you know, where it's like, hey, yo, this gal's got raped. Let's go get that guy. You girls have lost us on that now. The number of fake rape accusations and, oh, well, that's, that's rape and this is sexual harassment and the blurring of the lines where now it's just a professional victim game. You have lost men's support to believe whether you're raped or not. Hell, I remember the 90s. I, I told the story before. I'm not going to tell it again, but a friend of mine claimed she was raped. And I got the guy. I found him. Um, I was working security at the time, too. And I, I, mean, I don't mean I beat the crap out of him. Quite the opposite. It was a hockey team. <laughs> I found them. I found them. And then we got the cops and everything like that. Uh, and then come to find out, she was a little bit off. And that guy may not have done anything. Now, I don't believe women anymore when they say they're raped. Because I can't... What are your intentions? I don't believe your intentions anymore. So, Jillian, please... If you'd like men to help you, you want men to help the Me Too movement and the mentor group, you want men to help, all right. Well, here's an olive branch. may not be the shape you want it, but I would like it so that women don't have any student loan debt. I would like it so that women do close the wage cap. And I am tendering the argument that my methods are not unorthodox because men have been doing it for years, but would be unorthodox or not traditional for women. And all I want you to do is hear me out. That's it. And heck, not even that. I just, I just want to understand your side of it. That's all I want. So let's read the article. Why America's student debt is a woman's issue. Uh, we may not read through the whole thing. About four months after graduating from college in 2016, Samantha Morgan received a letter from a student loan company that threw her into panic. It just In just two short months, she would need to put out nearly 500 a month to pay back her student loans. What did you think was going to happen? How do you think loans work? You're supposed to be educated. You should understand compound interest. That's fifth, sixth grade math. Though she felt lucky to have a partner who contributed to the family finances and supported her emotionally, her struggle with student debt 
felt decidedly different from her husband's. Okay, so the husband's bailing her out. You understand, Jillian, where I get, where it's kind of tiring that you're oppressed. Here's the husband trying to bail his, his wife out. In those months, Megan, now 28, found her loans only compounded the challenge she faced as a new mom. Well, why did you have a kid when you still had student loans? These are stupid questions I ask. There are all these, well, hang on. Let, let, let me ask, while we're here, Samantha Morgan. That's a common name. I wonder what she got her degree in. Samantha Morgan Student Loans Degree. Uh, this is a teacher. Is she a teacher? Uh, that's not. Let's put that in parentheses or quotation marks so we get this. Uh, student Loans. What did she study? What did she study? All right, we're not going to find I'm just going to assume. I'm terribly sorry. I'm just going to assume she didn't major in mechanical engineering. There are all these things that you put off. Put, Hang on. There are all these things that put you out of the workforce and make you financially disadvantaged. If you have to go on maternity leave and if you're trying to pay back your loans in that time, it's just insane, she said. But it is what it is. Why didn't you know that if you go on maternity leave, you don't get paid? I mean, depends on the state, but how, again, Jillian, tell me how I'm supposed to take women seriously here. How am I supposed to take this? This is a 28-year-old college graduate who doesn't know how compounded interest works, doesn't know how loans work, doesn't know how sex works, doesn't have a personal budget, doesn't know that kids cost money, and doesn't know how maternity leave works, and likes the maturity or foresight to say, wait a minute. What will happen if I have a kid and go on maternity leave to our finances? And then relies parasitically, I don't mean that pejoratively, I mean that in a literal sense, she required a bailout from somebody else. One of those evil, gross, disgusting, icky men. And remember, women are disadvantaged. You're oppressed. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the student debt. Well, good for them. Well, we got to celebrate or we got to complain? Which is it? It was pounded into our head. Women, oh, we're close. We make account for more college graduates than anyone before. You're buying into a bubble, which is what I'm trying to warn you girls about. You don't want to brag about this. This is like saying women were two-thirds of the new home purchaser, first-time homeowners in late 2006 in Florida or Phoenix. You're buying into a bubble. I'm sorry if that hurts your feels. Now is not feels time. A quarter million dollars in tuition, not feels time. Hard, real, math time. Because now she's paying for it. Now she's paying. She's not in a good situation. Student debt isn't typically part of the conversation when we talk about women's rights, but stories like Morgan's and the data bolster the argument that it should be. Women hold the bulk nearly two-thirds of the nation's outstanding student debt. And she cites a... um, a U an AAUW study, um, which I went to the United American Awesome United Women or something like that, and it's the exact same criticism that oh here it is, American Association of University Women, um, and and I do accuse these women of being evil because they know what side their bread is buttered on. 
these women want the university. They they want their tuition. They want their tuition checks coming in. Um, but just the hypocrisy that these qu- the the here's here's hear me out, Lil Jillian. Hear me out. The American Association of University Women want more women that isn't them to go into debt so that they can enrich themselves. Hear what I'm saying? Kind of along the same way, African American studies professors want more predominantly black students to take their classes and major in African American studies, not because it helps black kids or black students. It doesn't. It harms the living hell out of them. You can't do anything with that degree. But by God, it does enrich those African American studies professors who have no other employment prospects but to sell the same crap that they were sold. Again, you don't have to agree with me, but do you understand my logic? Do you understand my concern? Uh, Women hold the bulk of nearly two-thirds of the nation's outstanding student debt, according to the American Association of University Women, a nonprofit advocating for women in education. Why would you advocate that if they're not going to have a rate of return? That's not in the best interest of women. Or boys, it isn't. Unless you delineate and discern and discriminate between degrees that are worthwhile and degrees that are worthless. When they enter college, they typically take on more debt, and when they leave, they struggle to make more to pay it back. That's because you major in worthless degrees that don't get you as high-paying jobs. Is that is that a feasible theoretical possibility? Would this problem be lessened, not eliminated, women would still have to take on student loans, would it be lessened if women went into STEM and engineering and programming? And then they made more money and then their student loan burden would not be as bad. Student debt affects women on both sides of their experience, said Kevin Miller, a senior researcher at AAUW. <laughs> There's some infographics about how how bad it is and skewed it is. The economic challenges women face broadly pay, play a role in why our nation's student debt problem affects women disproportionately. The gulf between women and men's earnings is well documented, and that holds true even for women who complete higher levels of education. It's not the amount. It is the quality of what you study. Jillian, will you admit that there's a difference between majoring in sociology or early childhood development and majoring in nuclear physics? Is there a difference? It doesn't matter if you complete. I, God almighty, if I had a penny for every time I saw some woman that had a master's degree and some worthless liberal arts degree and she was married to her engineering husband and would lord the fact she had more education over him when it wasn't education. It wasn't. It was bullshit. It was poppycock. It was brainwashing, frankly, is what it was. Meanwhile, the engineer's bringing down 80K. She's got her part-time gig making all part-time social work, making maybe twenty, twenty-five thousand 25000 a year. So don't say it's the volume or the number of years. It's what you study. Unless, of course, I'm missing something. In fact, women often need an extra degree and so have to pay more money to take on. No, you don't need an extra degree. I guarantee you, you get a degree in chemical engineering, you're not going to need a master's. You girls flooded. You flood. Tell me if this is possible, Jillian. You flooded in mass all these nonprofit, make work, public sector, education, touchy feely fields with more employees than there was government funding and grant money. 
And so now the employers are like, hey, you want to you wanna be a principal? Well, you get a better get a doctorate. You want to be a teacher? Not only do you need to have a degree, you need to have a teacher's license, which takes a year in most states, and then you got to apply for the license. Well, who the hell is that helping? So don't say just because I have a vagina, I got to get an extra degree. No, you girls choose fields that are flooded where a bachelor's degree no longer has any market value. So now you all got, you've entered into this arms race, this educational arms race, and now you have to get masters and doctors. And then like this poor gal, Samantha, you're 28, you come out, oh, now it's time to have a phone. Oh my gosh. Do you know kids cost money and they don't pay you not to work? Okay, here we go. Part of the explanation. Thank you. Good to hear. Part of the explanation. Women are more likely to pursue lower-paying fields and professions, but that doesn't explain all of the gap in wages between men and women, said Nicole Smith, the chief economist at Georgetown University Center on Education at the Workforce. You'll forgive me if I don't believe her, because I saw a study come out from the Obama administration that where they were able to eliminate only eliminated down to 7% actual female sexism. Once you account for all the other stuff, the vast majority of the, uh, of the wage gap went away. And I'm not, I'm sorry, I don't trust Nicole Smith at a nonprofit university who is completely contingent and dependent upon getting more tuition money, more government checks, and had probably a political, but I could probably look her up and find it out. And do you even cite the study? No, you don't. That, but that doesn't explain all the ways you said Nicole Smith. Well, what did you just say? That doesn't explain it all? Explains most of it based on my research. And I got that study. I could probably look it up. Hang on. Let's look up Nicole Smith, Georgetown. See if she belongs to some rank communist. I'm serious. I want to know. I don't want a communist. If this was a, a non-leftist... A non-leftist that, you know, said, oh, yeah, you know, I did this research and study. Senior economist. Does she have any private sector experience? PhD in economics. No. It's kind of a brief bio here. Okay, chief economist is a kind of a methodological. Doctor Smith has developed a framework of restructuring long-term occupation and projections. Framework methodology. You want to report about about Born in Tobago. Graduate with honors. West Indies. This that. Prior. Academia. 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 Sorry, I don't believe her. And yeah, I, I I won't lie. I think her race does play a role in it. I do think that because we always focus on race on the left, especially in academia, you guys are skewed. There is an inherent bias. I don't have a re- I don't have a study for that. I really don't. I'm not trusting somebody who happens to be a minority and female, coming from a purely academic background. Now, if you had a study or a study, then I'd like and I could look up the methodology. But you don't even cite that here. It's just this woman said that, you know, it's, that doesn't explain it all. Yeah, but it might explain most of it. The challenges women face paying off their debt means that it may take them longer to save for a home, start a business, or contribute to the economy. Other ways, Miller said. 
Uh, well, yeah, that's mathematically true. The burden of student debt is felt much more intensely by someone who has a lower income relative to repaying the student loan, Smith said. Well, then why did you have a major in stupid stuff? Michelle Slate knows that challenge firsthand. The 30-year-old is weighing the next steps in her life, including where to settle and whether to continue working in nonprofits. Well, look, guys, your bad decision-making is not our fault, and it's not our problem. You made a bad choice to major in worthless fields, and then you went to work in nonprofits, and now you're complaining because you're not making as much as a surgeon. Again, are we supposed to take you seriously? I'm the only one really treating you equally right now. I really am. I'm out there kissing your ass. Oh, you know, women are so oppressed. I'm with you. Me too. No, no. I want things that are practical, effective, and based in the real world to close the wage gap. Right? I'm not here for the feels. I'm not here for the emotions. I'm not here for the propaganda. I'm not here for an agenda. I'm not here for politics. I'm not here for ideology. I'm here to help women out. And you guys even say, all right, well, you know, we do kind of major in worthless crap. And we do go into lower paying fields. But, oh, my God, did you know it takes us longer to pay it off? Uh, yeah. Yes, we did. That's kind of how it worked. You stayed in school longer. You took on more student loans. You enter a pretty much low-paying, worthless field. Yes, I don't have to be a mathematician or have my doctorate in math to know it's going to take you longer to pay it out or pay it off. That's not our fault. Our mean everybody who wasn't somebody who went to college to major in this worthless crap. And I, I, keep in mind, I'm not being hard on just the women. There's plenty of young men out there majoring in this worthless crap, too. And they're in the exact same situation. Her roughly 27000 in student loans plays a major part in that decision. I'm sorry, 27000 is not a lot of money. That is not. You can work another job. You can work two jobs. I, I worked full-time school, full-time work. Didn't graduate with that. Admittedly, it was back in the 90s. But I did it. Don't tell me $27,000 is a big deal. She can go and work with the rest of the liberal arts majors over at Starbucks. Or she could join the National Guard. Or she, if she really wants to make a lot of money, she could go work over at the Fort McMurray oil fields in Canada. They're always looking for late. Oh, let me guess. That's just a little too hard. The way that I'm feeling... Feeling. Oh, you girls in your feels. I, Jillian, I want to move out of feelings and get into the real world and practicality. The real world does not give two flying shits about your feelings. The real, real, the real world is mean, cruel, callous, indifferent, and cold. As a matter of fact, it's not even sentient. It doesn't care. The way I'm feel, feeling, I'm feeling... The way that I'm feeling now is I'm going to walk away at least for a couple of years from what I'm really passionate. Oh, my God. Passion. It, again, are you brainwashed to believe this? That life was supposed to be what you wanted to do the entire time? That we had reached utopia? That we are now in heaven? You just get to do what you want the entire time? When did reality... When, was reality ever introduced to any of your upbringings? How do you expect that you're just going to work in your passion? Oh my God, I have to leave my passion. Passion for what? Work avoidance? Math avoidance? Don't tell me that this is your passion. This is all crap. I don't want to do calculus. 
I don't want to work hard. I don't want to get dirty. Maybe I could just help with the children. Become a teacher. I have to walk away at least for a couple of years from what I'm really passionate about in order to get a financial base that will get me stable, she said. Again, how are you women oppressed? You are actually led to believe and financed to chase after worthless professions and hobbies because you're passionate about it and you like to do it. No guy, okay, a lot of guys are, but most guys are not like that. Most guys are, I gotta make money. I better learn some engineering or programming or do something. I better join the military and put my life at risk so I can get that GI Bill. I get, don't tell me you're oppressed. You're not. You're not. You're so pampered and spoiled that you're now living delusional suburbanite swipple little princess lives. Um, Sly, 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 Hill? Sly, Sly Hill said she's interested in having children one day. <laughs> but the combination of her student debt and modest income makes her wonder whether she'll be able to afford it. Well, I, you know what? I, I, I tell my clients, I tell my listeners, you don't marry anyone with student debt, male or female. That's a liability. But let me guess, you're going to want that. Just like Samantha, she's going to expect the husband to bail her out. And once again, women are so oppressed, aren't they? Children, children, oh my God. The lack of logic and critical thinking. I know you guys probably took classes in critical thinking skills, but then when it comes to actual critical thinking and and practicing it in the real world, it's it's painfully absent. She said she views the challenges women face with the student loans as one example in which of the ways in which the patriarchy is still oppressive. Oh, shut up. See, and that's where you lose me. That's where I'm finding out that you guys are just evil. How are we... What did a man do to... For, did a man force her to sign on the dotted line to take out these loans and major in stupid shit? Let's take a look at this gal. We're going to find out who this gal is. Michelle Slyhall. Let's see if she's even going to attract a guy. Because usually if you're lazy in your career and your profession and your education, you're also lazy at the gym. And I know this isn't going to help with the feels, but... Uh, Jillian, men don't really care that much about your education. If you major in STEM, then guys are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, the hot STEM girl. She's got a degree. In, in, in. But if, if you're not good looking. Oh, she's in Miss Magazine. So she's an ideologue. She works in an abortion Ohio clinic. <laughs> oh. oh, no, she writes for Miss Magazine. Really? Do you think you're going to get married? And you want to talk about a true lack of independent thought, just like you were programmed according to Miss Magazine. Yep, patriarchy is oppressing you for signing the dotted line and choosing a major or worthless subject. I want to see. Let's take a look. Come on. Come on. Let me see what she looks like. Come on. Now we just got... Let's take a look. Let's do images. Mm, yeah, if that's her, No. Yeah, there she is. Not the worst, but... Research associate at Feminist Majority Foundation and fat checker at Miss Magazine. Oh, please. 
Please, with your lack of critical thinking skills, please don't tell me you're a fact checker. Uh, research assistant, uh, director, education director, marketing. No real experience, no real work experience. BA in public relations, masters in arts and communications, after school care, community organizer, social media strategist. What does Michelle care about? Animal welfare, arts and culture, children, civil rights and social action, economic empowerment, education. Okay. Great. Don't even don't even tell me that this is a problem caused by anyone but other but themselves. This is like this is like people smoking cigarettes getting shocked they got cancer. This is like people having unprotected sex getting shocked that they're going to have kids. And we're supposed to treat you like equals. You really want to be treated like I am. I'm treating her like men. I'm giving her the lecture her parents should have given her a long ass time ago. I suppose if you if you don't have a real job, twenty seven thousand dollars does seem like a lot of money. And we wouldn't dare suggest you work another job. I mean, that's just too much labor. That probably is is patriarchy too. Uh, yeah, she's not going to have children. Uh, we don't value women's work. Slagle said, "You don't work." You don't work. You've never worked a real job in your life. You've never shoveled shit like I did. You never worked at a meat locker plant like I did. You never did landscaping. You never did security. You never worked in front of a computer screen except for doing your crappy work that you're doing now. You haven't worked a real job. The majority of women, terribly sorry, you don't work real jobs. There are accountants, there are engineers, yes, I know, but this make-work government program, academic and perpetual childhood make-work government job land is not real work. And before you think, oh, you hate no, being a mom, being a stay-at-home mother, being a housewife, that's real work. That's kind of what I do. I'm the house husband. I clean the house. I do all the shopping. I do the repairs and the maintenance. If I had kids on top of it, holy shit, that's a real job. So don't be thinking I don't appreciate real women that do real work. But this Schlegel gal ain't one of them. We don't value women's work. <laughs> Says the girl who doesn't even know what work is. <clears throat> Indeed, some researchers have argued. Oh, some researchers. Are we going to provide a link? That one of the reasons female-denominated fields pay less is precisely because they're dominated by women. No, they're flooded by both men and women. Now, disproportionately women, but they're flooded by both. You have a surplus of labor. It's basic economics. Everyone wants to be a teacher. And there's only so much demand. It's absolutely shocking that we're not freaking out about the fact that women are holding so much more of that debt. Well, ladies, you can start exercising those critical thinking skills anytime you want. Her debt may be putting her future in danger. No, she has no future. She has no future. There's no future to put in danger. She doesn't have a retirement account set up in part because she's spending so much money servicing the more than $50,000 student loans. She obtained college and graduate school for her master's in fine writing or no, communications it was. All right. Originally, she had hoped to have the debts wiped away after 10 years of payments through a forgiveness program for public. So, okay, so another make work government program job. But she discovered after several years of making payments and working in nonprofits that she would be denied forgiveness on a technicality. Steimer Kind. Wait, did I skip over one entire person? Who's Steimer Kind? Steimer Kind. Okay, so she moved on to a completely new person. 
think there might be a paragraph missing here. Steimerkin also wonders if she'll finish paying off her debt before she retires. You have a goal in mind, and now the light at the end of the tunnel has gone out. Uh, well, who's Steimerkind? I could look her up. That's a unique enough name. Let me guess. We're not talking a chemical engineer. Stammerkin, no. Stammerkin, no. Okay, I think that's a typo of something. <clears throat> uh, the tunnel is gone. Look, you guys never had a future. I'm being, I'm going to, again, reality, just my opinion, but I'm going to call it reality. You guys never had a future because you weren't willing to work for it. You never had a future because you majored in easy things that nobody was willingly going to pay for. Plumbers, tradesmen, tradeswomen, um, engineers, doctors. I, really, Jillian, did you think? Do you think this is an intellectually honest piece? Do you really believe? That's what I want to know. Am I missing something? Do you really believe this? Are you a fraud? Are you evil? That's what I want to know. Well, okay, I don't even want to know that. All I want to know is your position. That's all I want to know. You could come on the show. You could record it yourself so you say, oh, hey, you know, he edited it or whatever. No, you could, you could, I'll, I'll have it and you can have the original, The Future of Thousand Counts soon. Uh, I'm just going through her Twitter feed to see what kind of bias she has. I'll let her sit on. Free movies. Student loans. Ba-da-ba. 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 I don't see just rank leftist stuff here. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, she cited the guy, this idiot Mike Maru, that has a million dollars in student loans. Yep, all right. Jillian, please give me a call. Reach out to me. I'll tag you in this. Let me do one more little bit of sponsors. Um, Orion's Cold Fire. Check out Orion's Cold Fire. At orionscoldfire.com. Is that the website? Let me make sure I... Uh... He has some pretty good pictures up. Yeah. Is this it? There. Orionscoldfire.com. He sponsors this show. Take a look at his photography. Some very interesting pictures there. Um, does a little bit of science fiction writing and all that. Some really nice pictures. And then what else? InvisibleHandFashion.com. Check out InvisibleHandFashion.com. They sent me a shirt. Very appropriate, Jillian. I will send you a copy of their shirt. A copy of their shirt. I'll send you their shirt or their mug. And the shirt and the mug has like different degrees. Like well, policemen. It's not different professions. Uh, policemen. There's a, a uniform of a blue uniform. Blue copy. Surgeon. A, a surgeon uh, mask and, and um, cape. Uh, what else? Uh, engineer, some glasses, and a no, uh, pocket protector. And, get, and then the bottom one is liberal arts major, and it has a green apron, uh, apron on like Starbucks. I can get you one of those. So that's it. So again, guys, yeah, I yes, 
Same to you, it's common sense. To anyone out there, it's common sense. I want to move the ball forward and get somebody from the other side to tell me what 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 it is that they have against championing women getting into STEM or addressing the problem that it's the worthless of arts degrees. That's what I I want to make some progression. And and if that progression and movement is that these people want to sit there with their fingers in the ears and go yeah 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 yeah. And not listen to reality and think that they're entitled to what the one gal that she doesn't get to do her passion. Uh, then we know. Then we know they're delusional. They were brought up erroneously to have delusional expectations of what the real world is like. And that, that by the time you're 30 and you, you're worried about your passion and you're not worried about making money and making ends meet, you're making decisions to have kids when you still got student loans. And you're getting bailed out by your husband, but it's still the patriarchy's fault. If you're at that level, at least we know, at least we know you're not sane. And that there's no point and purpose in moving forward in trying to reason or rationalize with you. Because you're not capable of it. But I would like to just have a clear position from people on the feminist or left or simply non-right side of the education debate. Explain to me exactly where it is society's responsibility or fault that women major in stupid crap or if they even do major are they aware they're majoring in stupid crap and that they shouldn't be borrowing money to finance these worthless investments you can't even call it an investment it's a hobby investments have a rate of return these are hobbies all right that's it um the old captain will be riding his motorcycle up from vegas to seattle and then parts unknown after that for two to three weeks. I have no schedule. I have no itinerary. Because I didn't major in English. I majored in something quasi-employable. And then I had hustle and work. And I worked and busted my ass off and saved my money and lived in basements and then just go run around looking for a husband to give me bailout money. I struggled, survived, and galvanized and became the fine human being I am today who's capable of riding around the world and working from his laptop. Um... So I might be in your town. Shoot me an email. I'm in town like saying, I can't promise I'll, I'll do a meetup or anything because I'm kind of, I want to get up north and do some hiking in the Cascades. Then I want to save some time, visit some buddies in Wyoming, Colorado, and Utah. I really would like to go and bang out Moab. But that, that, that's just a, you almost have to stay there for a month to do that area proper. And Jillian, contact, call me, babe. Call me. All right, we'll see you guys all later. Toodles.